This is Popscorn! Go, go, Popscorn Rangers! Go, go, Popscorn Rangers! Go, go, Popscorn Rangers! You mighty muffin Popscorn Rangers! Fall Entertainment Movie Review Podcast. That's probably the most fun intro we've ever done. Yeah. In one take. I'm always Mike. And I'm Darren. And I'm always hungry. I'm always eating. Well, we're eating again, everybody. Um, but the last time we did this, we did two good podcasts, so that's okay. They were not fraught with technical difficulties. <laughs> they were totally fraught with technical difficulties. Um, we, <laughs> we made some really stupid adjustment to the mic. It didn't work. Um, so I had to then sit through about... What felt like five hours of editing, but what it was in reality, just waiting for a bunch of um, mastering and dynamic processing to render, which took fucking ages. Nerd! So hopefully, let's never have to do that again. Fingers crossed, don't we? We've triple-checked the levels. We then proceed to blow them up in their opening, I'm guessing. Yeah. A lot of red there, Michael. A lot of red. Yeah. But uh, we're very excited. Yeah, because, you know, Power Rangers is a movie based on the 1995, Uh. I think. We'll go with I that. feel like it's 95. 95 uh, American series, which is in turn based on like a 1980-something uh, Japanese Sentai series, uh, the Zoo Ranger, if you're uh. keeping up to date with that. But it's basically based on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's like 20-plus years on. The franchise is still going strong, so it's not like this is a huge return for the franchise. No. But it's kind of like the inevitable, we're going to have to do another live-action movie and let's profit off nostalgia because that worked for Transformers. It's worked for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Worked for Transformers, Michael? Th- they're making Initially, a fifth one. Oh yeah, true. Okay, go on. They, they consistently bring in the money. And Haim Saban is nothing but not a person who likes money. <laughs> Don't paint him out to be the villain in this. Come on now, Michael. Okay, fair enough. He did give us Power Rangers. He the did day. give us Power Rangers. We all know the true hero of that is Ron Wasserman, who who uh, composed the original theme. Yes, because that is amongst the, insects. the greatest thing. Like you said, deserves to be treated with the kind of respect that the Bond theme does. The greatest TV theme tune in the history of the human species. Above Pokemon. Above Pokemon. Come on now. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Nothing gets me more excited than the Bear Rangers theme tune. It's just a fact. Excitement was not the feeling I think either of us had going into this movie. Trepidation would be the excitement. We, the, the excitement would be the, the emotion. I'd go with straight going. up fear. Yeah, fear that we were going to be a victim to the Hollywood shit show uh, that is sort of retro big budget reboots. We've um, seen it happen in Transformers. We've seen it happen in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and We've seen it happen in He-Man in the 90s, which was weird. Lesser lights like... Um, Jesse and the holograms and... and Gem and, Gem and the holograms. Gemini and the, Whoever and the holograms. Someone that and one. the holograms. Um, and, and others of its ilk. Yeah. And all kind of fell by the way. So, but this was the big one. of like, No, this is one that everybody loved. I mean, outside of a Pokemon live-action movie, this was basically it for five-year-old Darren. He wished for this so damn hard to happen. Uh, I mean, we got Turbo, the Power Rangers movie. And the original. But, uh, and the original, but if you go back and watch those things, yeah. Turbo is trash. They're both trash, let's be honest. I mean, we have some some fun memories. Ivan News. Yeah, exactly. Ivan News and, and the emergency button resulting in a knee to the crotch, which is my favourite thing ever. <laughs> but neither of us really had high hopes, Michael. No. So what happened? It was good. <laughs> it was so good. What happened? I'm so relieved. It was really good, and I don't know Whoa. why. Okay, no, it was simultaneously a bog standard, run of the mill, paint by numbers action movie, and the greatest thing of all time. Oh God, you know how relieved I was at the end of well, Jurassic World, at the end of Force Awakens, at the end of X Men: Days of Future Past. That same level of relief is reserved for this movie as well, <laughs> because I was giddy 
with with happiness when we came out of this screen. Just again wanting to run down the car park shouting, "It's not shit! It's not <laughs> yeah. shit!" That's, that's unfortunately the world we find ourselves in, where we're happy when a movie's like a solid six or seven out of ten. Like objectively, this is a six out of ten. See, but in my mind, it might be a nine because I just really enjoyed my time I with. Do Power need Rangers. to watch this again, mm. but I'm even higher on it than that. I don't know if I'm just a sucker for this type of thing, or I've kind of just played over the 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 um, shortcomings much more than you have. I think this is going to be a reverse of our Kong review, whereas we keep going on. Like you were like, it's okay, but by the end we were like, this is the greatest monkey ever. This is going to be, it's going to be this. It's going to be like, eh, I was okay. And they're like, Zords are the best. So, well, yeah. you came out saying that movie sucked, but it was fantastic. Mm. It's 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 the line I've been giving everybody else. I'm like, it's complete pap, but it's the best kind of pap. And if you loved Power Rangers, luckily, it's it's a direct love letter to you, oh, which God, is fantastic. Yes. Like, this is clearly, this is the weird thing, right? It's, okay, it's not out in summer, but it's a big budget. Hollywood production based on an old property that actually kind of feels like it's been developed with at least a little bit of love towards the series. Quite a bit of love, to be honest. Quite a lot, that's the thing. It's surprising how much genuine effort seems to have gone into this film. Mm -hmm. It's odd. So they were tasked, the director of this, who was... We never need to get... We need to get this ready by the time we start talking about these things. Uh, It was directed by uh, Dean Israelite... Okay. Strong name. Um, <laughs> he, um, yeah, he directed this and he was tasked with bringing together what was originally quite a cartoony, kind of stupid early 90s movie and having the impossible task of both keeping it within that structure and not really changing all that much about the about the mythos, I hate that word sometimes, but the mythos of Power Rangers, whilst also making it contemporary to some extent. Um and I think, for the most part, he did a pretty outstanding job. I think, as as far as these things go, in terms of you need to hit certain marks when you're making a, a movie like this, you need to be able to appeal to certain markets as such. It's probably the best they could have done, because, you know, there's some things that inevitably have to be crowbarred into here because the studio, mm-hmm. and there's some things that inevitably have to be crowbarred into here because the fans. And it strikes a really weirdly brilliant balance between the two absolutely there's not to spoil too much but there's a a bit of product placement in this movie which we'll come to in the spoilers Um, and even that felt really well handled they managed to have fun with it and and kind of yes as much as it was blatant or like over the top worse than a bond movie product placement Mm -hmm. it didn't bother me almost as much because it was silly with it and that's perfectly fine to do. Um, in case you're wondering, like, what have they done about the origins of the Power Rangers? Um, it's basically the same story of how they got their powers in the in the original series. It seems to be the first like three episodes verbatim, near enough, up until maybe the final act where yeah, things yeah. get a bit more kooky. Um, so we actually open our cold open is um, on the planet Earth, but set in the Cryozonic era, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and we see the Power Rangers, what is clearly a prehistoric Earth, um, and you see the Red Ranger, fucked, and he's crawling along the ground towards a dying Yellow Ranger who removes her helmet to reveal she an alien. We're like, whoa, okay, what's this Saving Private Ryan scene at the start of my Power (laughs) Ranger movie? Okay. Um, As we've probably seen if you've read any of the pre-release material, um, Zordon is that Power Ranger. He's I the love, Red Power Ranger. I love that story. Such a good like because what was Zordon? I've watched a lot of Power Rangers and I can't actually relate. Like, was he an alien? Was he, he just was like a guardian of the morphing grid? Wasn't he? Something to an like that. But I mean, this gave him this gave him real pathos. This gave him a reason for for bringing the Power Rangers back together in the future. Um, so he's an alien, and his team of Power Rangers were predicting. Uh, so. Uh, protecting the Zeo crystal, which is the mythical crystal that gives life to a planet. So we have one on Earth now. No, which it. is in itself ripped from Power Rangers Zeo. Yeah. So another pull from um, the Power Rangers mythos. Um, but they were betrayed by the Green Power Ranger, who in this case was Rita Repulsa. Again, I like this. I like the fact that we've got, we've got, okay, not a fully established team, but the Power Rangers have existed before. Yeah. I love that idea. 
it gives a better grounding to Rita Repulsa. It gives a better grounding to Zordon. gives their conflict a better grounding in reality. You actually get now it's not Rita's just evil because she is evil. Because she was kept in a dumpster. Yeah. Which she's not um, in this movie, unfortunately. No. I would have liked to have seen the dumpster. That but... would have been fun, but um, we'll get to that in the spoilers. Um, and then it all goes to hell. Um, Zordon basically self-destructs everything, sends, sends Alpha down to... Um, wipe himself out, but at the same time take um, the power away from Reed Repulsor. Um, they get forgotten about. Humankind um, and Angel Grove in particular springs up around this Zeo crystal. They don't know it's there. Uh, and that's when we get transported to the modern age and meet our teenagers with attitude. Yay! Did they actually say that? I feel like they didn't say that. No, they didn't say teenagers with attitude. There's a lot of... Basically, if you're a fan of Power Rangers, you're going to be happy with the amount of call-outs you get to the original series. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will. We will certainly be getting into that, definitely. So, our actual opening in Power Rangers... um, After a really weirdly mute title screen. Yeah, you you picked up on that. The Mm. kind of art house open... Just the really small Power Rangers yeah. in a boring ass like Times New, Nam- Times New Roman font in the bottom yeah. left hand corner. Like, like it was directed by fucking Ben Affleck or I know, something. I know. This was really weird. Um, we get a really fun sequence to open up with. Um, we see the red Power Ranger played by um, Das Dakri? What does that say? Uh, Montgomery's the second bit. I got that part. Daka? Dacer? I don't know. We'll go with Dacer. Dacer Mon- Montgomery plays Jason Scott, the Red Ranger. Uh, he's breaking into a school with a cow for pranks. Uh, and then the police come after him. Really great shot in the car. Oh, yeah. Driving they... away. Yeah, he, he tries to escape the police in the, in the car. And they have uh, a camera basically on the back seat doing a 360. So almost all the time he's driving, the camera is moving. So you're just seeing, you know, the police chasing after him, cut to him like being woohoo in the front car, not really giving a care. Really, really nice. He eventually crashes. We stay in that one shot all the way through the crash, which is really, really nice. This Two. movie has a fetish for car crashes, it must be said. There is quite a few car crashes. A lot of car crashes. And not crashes. like incidental car crashes happening over here. Our main characters are in car crashes quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah, there's like three now I think about it. Wow. Easily three. And here's another thing, right? I want to know who... Okay, the, the movie's clearly marketed towards... Young fans and previous fans, right? Yep. Which one of those called for the cow wanking off joke? Yeah! That was weird in the first ten minutes of my Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah, because he says, I, I I tried to milk the other, but there's only one. <laughs> there's yeah. one big long one. <laughs> like, okay, that's a bit adult. Not sure the kids were ready for that one. No, no, no. But they also swear in this. Yeah. And that, really, that happened I could have done without that. It's a Power Rangers movie, they just need to be swearing. I know. I, I kind of felt like that, that at some points, because I know that, you know, one of our, our uh, f- false idols, Max Landis, praise be to Landis, praise be to Landis. had a hand in uh, the original pitching slash writing of this movie. Yep. I don't really want to attribute the adult jokes to him, but I feel like the Zordon, because he's, he's especially said on previous podcasts that he would have done it about Zordon's team, so that was him. Right. But I wonder how much of actually having the more adult themes and the... I mean, we'll come on to the diversity, not issue, the way that diversity is really excellently handled by this movie. I kind of feel like that's definitely from Landis's draft of this script. Mm-hmm. But the swearing, again, I agree with you. I think we could have done without that. It just didn't feel right in a Power Rangers movie. I mean, it would was the movie in any way improved by having it there? I like the allusions to swearing that occasionally happen, mm. which are funnier and have a better impact than actually swearing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I really liked... Dacra Montgomery. We're just going to stick with Jason. Um, <laughs> I really liked him. Mm. He, like, mini Chris Pine did really well. He was a mini Chris Pine. He's like a mini Chris Pine and Zac Efron perfect cross. Wow, he is. Right? Yeah, right. He is. Um, and really good. I liked him as a, as a leading man. I think he was definitely the best actor amongst the, the five Rangers. Oh, no, I think I would disagree with you there. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But it's 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 a respectful disagreement because I do agree that that being the Red Ranger is kind of like... It, it, the, the role developed over time, but it was initially just like the, the archetypal hero. You're Cyclops. Yeah, exactly. You're Cyclops. But this is kind of handled with... They show him to have a little bit more edge this time, which yeah. I suppose the movie is trying to be grittier. Kind of makes sense that he would be 
you know, the, the the fallen golden boy. I like the idea that he was, everyone knew who he was already. Yeah. Because he was the golden boy. And then everything that goes wrong. Failed, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that thread. But no, he's really good. He's very entertaining. And I actually believe him as a leader. I want to see him in more things. Probably a sequel to this, I imagine. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so that incident winds him up in detention, which is where we meet the other four um, pair of rangers as well. Well, actually, no, we meet two of them. At least two. Two of them. Um, the Pink Ranger, Kimberly Hart, played by Naomi Scott, um, is there. We see her early on. It's basically, you find out through the course of the movie what all of them did to end up in detention. Uh, her thing was she was a bit of a cyberbully. Um, she initially tries to hide uh, you know, hide this and veil it, make herself out to be the victim, but later on she admits that, yes, she was at fault for that. Um, thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I don't have a bad word about her. Her performance was quite believable. I think her storyline tackled things that... I think a lot of people are have, have either dealt with or are going to deal with inevitably yeah. due to the way that the world is done. So in terms of a social construct, and I really hate saying that as a setup to a, you know, a sentence in terms of social constructs. Right. I think that the script handled Kimberly's story the best. Yeah. And her sort of foundation against the other rangers, against against Billy and against Jason, specifically those three, mm-hmm. I think were handled really really well yeah those three uh billy kimberly and jason were the main three i think zach and and trini were kind of secondary characters but we'll get to them in a second um the one everyone's talking about coming out of this movie is definitely the blue ranger um with good reason yeah billy played by rj cycler um cycler 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 um Basically, they don't straight up say it. Well, they, but, do, they kind of do. What well, they but they don't say it in as many words as "I have autism." Yeah, but he says "I'm, I'm on, on the, the spectrum. spectrum," and that's what I like the most about this. We get this with another character as well. Is that they they put that up front? This is this is um, my deal. And then it just becomes it's it's then just accepted from that point forward. It's it's not played for laughs. It's nope. not played for um, sort of like plotline exploitment. It's Here's your character. Now watch him interact with everyone else in the world. Yep. So for that, like one of the biggest rounds of applause personally from me for for including a character who is on the spectrum. As somebody who has friends and family that are on the spectrum and do receive, you know, abuse and and, and people not really understanding how they interact with the world, it's really refreshing to see a role like this. And I think... So positively as well. More credit to RJ Tyler who, as far as I'm aware, is not on the spectrum. Nope. For doing his homework and giving the role um, like proper time to develop and playing it really well. Yeah. And becoming my favourite character of the movie, it's got to be said. I think once or twice he did veer towards comedy for me. Like, especially the little well, clap thing he would do. I mean, I, okay, I, yeah, yeah. that was a little bit like, stop that. No, he's he's a funny character, not by... Oh, no, not no. By, yeah, you're I mean, always laughing with him. You're not laughing yes. at him. I think sometimes like, when you say like they have, they're not playing his autism from last, I think once or twice they veer quite close to that for me, which is why I think Jason was my favourite character. But no, Billy is right behind him. That's what I like about Jason as well. You're introduced to these characters very quickly and they're, and they're set up... Swiftly, but effectively. And it's never a case of you feel like Jason's taken advantage of um, Billy's kindness at the very start of the movie. Mm-hmm. You get a very clear message from him. He's like, I get it. We're friends. You don't have to keep trying to impress me. And I'm like, yeah. I like this. I like that straight away. It's like, we're all in this. Let's just work together. All in this together. Oh, I feel dirty now. <laughs> uh, Becky G plays yes. Trini, uh, the yellow pair ranger. Unfortunately, I think she's probably the weakest. Certainly, the one that I think the script did not really was kind to. That's not a sentence. You know what I mean, though. I think Zach was the weaker one. But the thing is, Zach got a bit more personality. But we'll come to Zach in a minute. Well, I think Trini. They they also. This is where they have the sexual orientation thing, where they don't come straight out and say she is a lesbian. But it's basically. Well, it's it's implied that she's somewhere in the LGBT plus yeah. spectrum. Um, whether she's bisexual or lesbian, we don't yeah. know, but it's implied that she's that that the you know the gender of her lovers is not exactly yeah the thing that's being called into question because she doesn't care. But again, as with the autism thing, it is mentioned, it is accepted, and it is moved on from. Yeah, and it's then built upon their trials as the Rangers, which yeah. is much better. It doesn't affect her relationship. This is the key thing like, with both Billy and Trini. It doesn't affect their relationships with the other Rangers. In the you know, because she's a lesbian, that doesn't mean she automatically wants to have sex with Kimberly. No. Like, 
like they they play as like teenagers. They're still they all do a good job of playing up that little bit of awkwardness that is inherent with being a teenager. Yeah, that was a really good strength for this. So as much as Trini maybe doesn't get fleshed out anywhere near as much as as Billy, Jason, or Kimberly, I think she did well. No, I wasn't saying she was bad. I think she's had the least to play with, though. Okay. And, well, I, and, and therefore the least effective in the movie. Well, yeah, because she's kind of the one least present, because you don't really meet her until right before they find the coins. Yeah, she's the um, last one. Yeah, which Zach, is weird, right? Yeah, that is a bit odd. But Zach is also the same as being portrayed as an outsider. And Zach gets a little bit more time than Trini, and I didn't like what they did with him. I don't think Ludi Lin is a great actor. Oh, I, I was terrible English. I don't think Ludilin good actor. <laughs> Me not think actor. <laughs> no, um, I don't think he's the strongest out of our five. I don't, certainly don't think he's the weakest. I just think that what they did with his character was not good, and I didn't really enjoy it. The whole, we, it seems like, not to give too much of the plot away in a review, but there is at least smatterings of a of a leadership struggle, and Zach is not that person, if you know what I mean. He wasn't that person in the series. And not that I'm trying to directly compare it to the series. We should treat it as its own thing. But the leadership struggle felt really tacked on. It's like, I know what personality we can give him. And that's what they ran yeah. with. He really could have been the kind of... But they were going down the zany comedy route, which I was like fine with. But it's just, whenever he was talking, he was actor school to me. Yeah. I like, yeah. like, he wasn't like... Jason, Billy, Kimberly, and to some extent Trinity, I wasn't thinking these are actors on a screen. I was buying into their performances. Zach brought me out quite a few times of like his delivery was not great. I don't, I didn't, I didn't buy his, not his backstory, but I, well, to be fair, I didn't buy his backstory and I didn't buy the way he sold his performance. Like, you meet him early on and he's like hanging out in. in quarries for reasons. Yeah. That's never really explained. Yeah, that, that's a good point. At least, like, when Kimberly's there, she's like, this is the only place that has, like, this this natural spring I like to come here to be alone because yeah. everyone hates me. And Jason's like... Titillation. I'm... Titillation. That scene was weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Billy and Jason have a reason to go there because Billy is... He, it, Jason is helping him in return for getting the... The uh, I can ankle re- bracelet. Ankle bracelet. I, I, I nearly referred to it as a pedo bracelet. It's not a no, pedo no, bracelet. No, 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 no. That's, that's not a plot line. That's all I could think of, though. <laughs> Oh god, I've that would have been dangerous. I've made this awkward. Um, but yeah, Trini and Zach don't have much reason to be. In fact, Trini's just there. When you think, when I think more about it, he, there, Zach was hanging out and sleeping in the rail yard because he's depressed about his mum. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, Trini's just there. Yeah, she's kind of. I mean, they imply that she's kind of a, an army brat and she's just yeah. somebody else on the outside and she'd be other. And I think they did go too hard trying to push her as she's an outsider. Yeah, but all this thing. I think the best way to describe this character is when they work together, whenever they're in the group setting, which was my f- possibly my favourite thing about the movie, with the exception of one thing I'm going to mention later, was that they felt like a team. True. They, you really got brought into the fact that although they've only just come together, particularly later on in the movie, these are five friends. In particular, the campfire scene... Yeah. ...was really, really good. I like that. I like that because they were like, well, maybe we should know more about each other. It's like, yes, but we're a team anyway. Yeah, and and they did and they did this sort of like Zach was the first who just vented and and spat it all out his entire backstory and I was like that's a bit contrived but then every other character was like we don't have to do this because it's fine we can just talk and be friends and it was natural apart from that little bit yeah it was a bit exhibition heavy but I felt they dealt with it really well and that's when I was like right that brought Trini and Zach both more into it because they did give that backstory we knew what we were playing with by the time they suit up. I think everyone's pretty well rounded. Yeah, which is good. And th- there is a scene later on with the boat. I'm just gonna make the eyes of you the boat when yes. they're all huh? when when Billy's saying things and he's like, "Leave my friends alone," and you really buy into like, "No, these are five friends like the original Power Rangers." That was great. Um, and the thing that really got me was that, that really made this film fun. Was like this is exactly what teenager would do if they were given superpowers. They wouldn't necessarily be like Spider-Man, and they wouldn't necessarily be like any other superhero you care to mention. They would be pretty stupid, pretty reckless, but having a lot of fun with it. Like when they first discover that, like, unlike the original Power Rangers series, they are superheroes inherent without having the the armour on. Um, They make a point that it is still better to have the armour on, because it just helps. Um, But early on, you see a lot of them having a lot of fun with their newfound powers. I really like that. That helped me buy in a lot more than I think other people um, that I've talked to about this movie did. Like, that having fun and the whole friendship thing 
made me buy in for the first two acts, which is where people seem to have a problem. The third act, no one seems to have a problem with that thing. No, no. I really brought into this movie. I was on board with everything they were doing. Definitely Billy Kimberly Jason. I really bought into those characters more than I thought I was ever going to. So that's that's another thing I have to really congratulate the movie on. Again, this is happening. The more and more I think about it, it was really good. But there's a lot of stupid shit. Don't worry, we're getting to it. I don't think there was, but well, okay. Let's move on to the three other main characters of the of the of the piece. Um, the piece. Starting with Zordon, mm. played by B. Cray, B. Cray, who originally did voices for the original one. Yes, Morphin. he did, and Billy Cranston is yeah. naming named in his honor. I know, Ooh. awesome, isn't it? Um, I some people have accused him of phoning it in, but I don't know how much real acting he can do as a floaty face on a screen. Now it must be said I didn't like the way that Zordon was presented. I thought his performance was fine, but I don't like the whole raised cuboid thing. I think we could have had we could have had a screen, and it would have been fine. Not a screen, but you know what I mean, like a big curved screen. I I liked it as a, as a I think it yeah the the CGI wasn't amazing on this, and, and I think, especially after they gave him prosthetics and makeup for the opening scene. Yeah, that identity was lost yeah. really quickly. I must say CGI is not this film's strong suit. No, definitely not. I, it could have done with some more polishing, but I'm okay with it for reasons we will get to after the spoiler warning. Yes. Um, but no, I liked I liked it. I liked that... Well, this thing, in the original, he was just Morpheus. He was Professor X. He was just, you know, a bald dude who's incredibly calm and never flustered and it's all great. In this, he has emotions. Like, he has... Um, he has motivations that aren't necessarily the most wholesome of things. We won't remember what that is, but he has ulterior motives. Yes. That's what I like about Zordon. He's not just... I am the dealer out of powers. Yes. He's he's a guy. He's an actual guy. Yeah. He was the Red Ranger. He gets angry. He does. He's not pleased. He with tells him to injury. fuck off at one point, which is what he doesn't not tell him to fuck off. No, no, no. He's like, seriously, just get the fuck out. Like, get out of my base. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Alpha, on the other hand, still don't like that design. No, the design didn't work. It's better in motion. It than is it better in, in motion because you don't really see the weird pervy pot belly thing yeah. which really didn't do him great with having a creeper belly and, but I really like Bill Hader as, as Alpha yes definitely I think Bill Hader brought a lot to it who seems to be doing a lot of voice roles recently or like you know he was a big part of bringing BB-8 to life in yes, Force Awakens so yeah we can trust Bill Hader with robots I'm down with that yes we can he was really funny he was exactly what Alpha should have been I think his I could have been a bit more high pitched but that's just me but, yeah, um, uh, yeah the, the exasperation. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, I like that though because no, it's take, no, it's taking aye, a different. Aye, aye, aye. Sp- <laughs> he's not aye, Spanish aye, aye, though. Aye. That's all, That's what. That's what. Um, I yes, like I know the original Alpha was vaguely aye, 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 aye. Latino, but it's like you can't do that now. You can. No, you can't. You can, Michael. Think of all the other things they did do in this movie. They can perfectly have them go. Aye, 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 aye. Yeah, good point. So yeah. Design, no. Character, perfect. Absolutely nailed it, Bill Hader. Not that I could ever turn against Bill Hader, is my love for him. Yeah. Um, but now we get to speak about Rita Repulsa. You seem to be a lot more on Rita this time. I didn't think you really were into that Rita that much. I really like Rita. I mean, it was Elizabeth Banks just having fun and being camp. Oh, it, was, it, oh. You know, it was perfectly serviceable. It did the job. It was. They've gone with a much different tact. In this one. What was with the pseudo-horror story she was part of at the start of this movie? Yeah, she's like... Be prepared for fucking Rita jump scare, which was weird. This would have terrified me as a kid. Yeah, this would not have been okay. Because basically, they... That might be a bit of a spoiler. But Rita comes back, and the way she's presented initially... Let's put it this way. It's not after 10,000 years, and she's initially not free. No, unfortunately not. She doesn't get to say that in in this movie. She says other things, but not that. Um, Yeah, she's like a weird, like... Like, witch thing to begin with. Who wants to eat all the gold? Mm. It's only later on that she kind of regains a little bit of her sanity. Then she really starts having fun. No, I really liked Elizabeth Banker's Rita Repulsa all the way through this. Really, really liked it. Much better than the original Rita, because Rita was just... Well, yeah, the original Rita was really bad. Ah! (laughs) She she was Ah! really, really quite stupid and so redundant. They had to replace her with um, Lord Zed for the second half, but... No, he, she was really, really fun. Exactly what they needed to be. Over the top to all hell. And it worked perfectly for the jewellery. Um, there's a scene in a jewellery store, which is my favourite of hers, that just really abruptly ends with fire. It's one of my favourite things she did. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just, she's chewing all the scenery. She's great. And it's 
perfect. So, yeah, I'm not down on any... I mean, Zack was the weakest link of everybody for me, but other than that, all the characters, ding! Yeah, they did like well. The Can Zords... The Zords and the suits. Let's talk design in general, because here is where I think there was a huge faltering, really. And I didn't like the suits from day one. I still don't really like them now. I like them. I'm, I'm not down with them. Okay. I mean, I'd understand why they've made them that way, but it doesn't make the designs any less garbage. I, I'm just not up to. I'm not up to speed with them. I think you could have had a, a little bit more tinge of just even just a secondary color or shading, like the original. Zhu Ranger suits had the block colour and then white accents, and that worked. I mean, okay. yes, it's spandex, but it worked. The, everyone is just one, you know, one Dulex can has gone on each of the Rangers, and that's all you get. The blue lights, okay, but they don't really do anything for me because they look too Iron Manish. I don't, and they look bulkier, and let's be honest, we could have done without the mouths. We could have done away with the mouths, and it would have been fine. Yeah. Because. That was one of the last Sentai series to have mouths moulded into the masks. Right. From there on, I'm pretty sure there wasn't. We're going to have to disagree on this because I I have no particular problem with them. I kind of like them. No, I, I didn't I, get into them. But that's fine. I mean, But, but then again, I, did, I didn't like how... Okay, Alpha 5 wasn't as bad as I thought he could have been. Yeah. But I didn't like how they did Zordon. I didn't really like how the base looked. I didn't really like... Okay, the morphing sequence was a fun oh, scene. Oh, please hold on that, Michael, but, please. I know, but but the morphing itself could have been better for me. Mm. The Zords could have been better for me. Y- yeah. And the, the Megazord could have been about 5,000 times better for me. Okay, I think the Zord, the CGI is really the sticking point with all of them. But yeah. I think design-wise... No, I, I'm not down on the designs. I'm really I think really the not. T-Rex, the Pterodactyl and the Sabretooth... Look perfectly fine. Yeah, I think the pterodactyl comes away the best. Really, the, the multi-legged triceratops looked a bit, a uh, uh, quite odd. I don't know what the hell the mastodon was. It wasn't a that mastodon. W- that was garbage. I don't know what it was. It was just a black thing with legs moving all over the shop. Yep. Could not. That one was weak. I will give you that. That was that was trash. I like the Megazord. Uh, I don't like it. I think because obviously they had the they couldn't have done with the original series where they all magically appear in the same cockpit. They could have done so that, have Darren. Like you five, know damn well they could so have done that. So they have like that. the five pods that all control one arm. But that that played to teamwork, which is great. I I, I did like that that they did the whole you control a certain part, and it's not just as it appears in the show. The four of them sitting there doing naff all. Yeah. Whilst the Red Ranger does all the gesticulating. <laughs> yeah. Wait no, the yellow, yellow yellow ranger has to hit the button though. Don't remember, don't forget. That. Oh yeah, the yellow ranger does have to hit the button. I it could have been better, and no, it does not look anywhere near as cool as the original. Neither does the mega the the, the mega sword. Like they, yeah, it's yeah, the like so- two now instead of like the big. And it just sort of appears. It doesn't fly down from the sky. And it doesn't cause explosions, which is the well, no, none point. of them have individual weapons. That's something we need to talk about as well. Because the individual, like the the pink ranger's bow, oh yeah, the blue ranger's spear, like none of that's there. It seems like that was in the original script though, because at the end of the movie, this is a slight spoiler warning, but the the red ranger does return like a weapon to the center console. And I think I have actually seen somewhere that they did originally have. Yeah, they did originally have weapons. Weapons, and then they don't. They've cut down on the fighting in the ranger suit part of this movie. Oh, God, I'd love to see a director's cut where they have those weapons. That I that would me be too. The tits. Um, but I think it serves the entire movie better and at least something for the sequel to do. True. Which we'll True. get to in a minute because they need a lot for that sequel to do. Yes, the Megazord could look more like the original because the movie... It could have just had more colour. I mean, even the design... It was quite grey. The design wasn't terrible. It wasn't the Megazord, but it wasn't terrible. But, I but mean, it could have had more colour. Admittedly, yes, but it wasn't... I, I was buying in fine because I bought into that final fight um, with, with Rita's monster. Oh, yeah, I bought into it. Wait, but you've it seen was... it in the trailers, haven't you? It's fucking it's, Goldar. It's, Goldar. it's Goldar. not Goldar because he doesn't go... And he's not a big, like, blue creature in gold armour. He's just he's not a blue baboon in gold armour. Yeah, no. he's, he's just a big gold He's thing. literally a gold repaint of the Megazord. But the fight between, first of all, um, Goldar and the Zords and then Goldar and the Megazord... I was into that. Yeah, no, I'm not knocking against any of the fights, and choreography-wise, it's not that bad either, really. Fight-wise, in terms of capturing the spirit of a Sentai series, they've done a really fucking good job. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that everything looks like trash, really. And that is part CGI, part design. I don't think any of it's standard. I worry I might dislike this movie 
a little bit more. No, 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 no. If I watch it again, that's the thing. Even, but I brought into it. Even I was something fine. that looks that bad when it fights that well, I can give it points. And well, I think we should finish on this note before we go into into spoilers, um, where you just basically erupt in happiness. Oh, God, yes. I think potentially, if you're not massively into the Power Rangers, I don't know if there's anything here for you. Like, because that two thirds, if you're not buying into what they're doing, I think you're going to get pretty bored. That's true. But if you're a Power Rangers fan, don't worry. Because from the second Jason says it's morphing time, it is just a Power Rangers episode from the 90s and with a bigger budget. And it's so good. And it's fucking glorious. Yeah. It is the greatest goddamn thing. <laughs> and contains, without a doubt, the greatest scene of the year. You think? Hands down, I don't care what Star Wars doing, close the ballot now, the best scene of the year is in the Power Rangers movie. Hands fucking down. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> But yeah, from that point onwards, the last 25 minutes of this, utterly perfect, and I would not change things. Yeah, Sharpen no, up great. the CGI a little bit, just a tad, because when you see the Zords in action, what they're doing is cool, but it, it's clearly CGI. I don't know how great you can make it look anyway, because it is robots fighting a giant gold monster. But the actual fighting, really, really good. And they actually show the pair Rangers being heroes. Yeah. The Red Ranger literally stops his T-Rex and parks it somewhere. <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I, was, I, was gonna, I wanted to hear that. Just beep, beep. <laughs> and then goes to save, well, it's his dad, but he goes to save someone, pull him out of a wrecking car, which more than Superman ever did. Yeah. Superman just blew Metropolis up right in the world. The Power Rangers save people. The Power Rangers save the goddamn day. And that's great. So, yeah, that last 25 minutes, Nirvana. Yeah. Absolutely goddamn perfect. Probably the best it was ever going to be, really. Yep. Exceeded all expectations. Really? Wouldn't, really? No, because I came in with none. I need, oh yeah, I true. We, we all, we're all like, we're, we're ready for disappointment and it did not come with disappointment. I'm going to close this bit with saying this is what the Transformers should have been. I agree. A, a love letter to that uh, that earlier series. A true love letter to the fans of, of Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin Days. Every iota of this movie is pointed towards making you feel nostalgic for that time, reminding you of the greatest time of your lives, the early 90s apparently, and how <laughs> great that was whilst at the same time modernising where it needed to and having a tsunami of momentum towards a sequel. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Transform- they even take a dig at Transformers. Which That's is a one of my favourite things in the movie. I was like, oh, as if I couldn't love you anymore, you go and throw Transformers under the bus. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, in terms of recommendation, if you're not a fan, don't go watch this movie. I will not be able to get into my girlfriend who can watch this in a million years. I think if you've never watched Power Rangers, this isn't for you. I think if... If you grew up with Power not like watching it religiously like we did, yeah. but if you grew up with it and you're aware of what Power Rangers is, I think there's something good to find here. You're fun. I don't know if they're really just pitching this to us, though, because we got giddy at quite a few points in that last 25 Yeah, we weeks. did. That, I'm not going to lie. We definitely, definitely we did. did. So I don't know if you have that level of love, you're going to have the same reaction. So you might come out thinking this is a, a mediocre movie. I don't think you'll come out thinking it's a bad one, though. But if you're a fan, I'll put it this way, oh. one of the most stone-faced, easy-to-disappoint people I know Got giddy at this movie. Absolutely. I think kids are going to like it. I'm swearing again. I hope there's a cut where they take out the swearing, because I know they do it occasionally with movies take where... Take the swearing, put in more fighting. There we go. Perfectly fine with that. Um, go take kids through it. I think kids, even if they don't know anything about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they're going to enjoy this. Yeah, easily. I would have enjoyed the hell out of this when I was seven years old, and I love the hell out of it when I'm 26 years old. Fantastic. Uh, anything else, Michael? I think that's it. I'm with you on the recommendations. It's good. Who knew? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God. Spoiler alert! Oh. <laughs> right, I'm just, just going to read off the um, the wank bank, basically. Okay. First off, can I just quickly say uh, two things? Yeah. One, it appears to be, they appear to be world-building really, really badly. As in there was references to other series, or at least the locations of other series in this movie. So, like, Transformers is a name drop? No, 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 no. Not, not like, name drops for the properties. I mean, oh. they specifically name... Uh, where Lightspeed Rescue and Dino Thunder take place. Oh no, they are we're specifically... not getting a Dino Thunder movie. No, no, you know what I mean? But they appear to be like, again, that's for the fans, but if the possibilities of once you do maybe three Mighty Morphin movies and you've got to move on, say maybe when you get to three and you've done the end of the Zeo arc, yeah. you can go off and do Time Force or or Dino Thunder or, or SPD. or You can do 
there's a lot of opportunities. I'll be honest with you, my Power Ranger fandom pretty much ends after Mighty Morphin. Really? Yeah. Is like, it just I, me that carried like, I stuck around for the ninja one, where they had the Dragon Zord yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and all that stuff, and the stuff that came out of the first movie when they got the Tiger Zord and all that other good business. The Tiger Zord was cool. I, I stuck around for a little bit, but not for very long after that. Um, so I, I'm not particularly fussed about that. I really like Low Speed it, Rescue, and that got a call out. The location of Low Speed Rescue is in this movie universe. I'm happy with that. There you go, Michael. You might get a light speed what rescue. Light speed rescue. Fantastic. Based on Go Go Five. I will point out that I have actually st- literally named it Wank, Wank Bank. Bank. So yeah. So have. here we go. I'm just gonna. This just builds up in terms of things <laughs> great about it. First of all, make my monster grow. Oh my god, that was <laughs> so good. Again, and she sold that line. She sold I know, that I know. line really hard. The Tommy Oliver tease at the end. <laughs> yeah, we're getting our Green Ranger. Tommy Oliver and the original Kimberly turning up in the crowd. Yeah, ah! which is which is great, but at the same time, like one of the best cameos ever. But it just means the original Tommy can't be Tommy, and you know. I, yeah, but he, what, you're gonna but look he's like, a badass. I don't care. You can look like get Mr. Him Burns trying I to get into. I don't care. Hello, my name is Mr. Rita How do be- you do, fellow kids? <laughs> this is just building more. Rita being slapped into the moon. <laughs> that, that's my favourite thing. It was Kapow! so Okay, it wasn't my favourite thing in the movie, but holy shit. Oh, like, oh god, yes, you beautiful thing. She's been smacked into the moon. Where she can either potentially build a palace or meet up with Lord Zed. Exactly. Right, then, it's morphing time itself being said. Now, oh, we didn't actually point on, I don't like the power... The power coins, mm. and the, the, there was no morpher, which... But despite the fact they're selling a morpher, there is no morpher. That was that was an odd phase. But when he says, when he finally gets there, because that's the thing, they, they sacrificed a lot of things to build up to that moment. They gave you a lot of time mm. getting you hyped to see him finally say they, it, and they, then he goes... They Chekhov's gun, the, um, the transformation, in Act 1. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to be power, it's going to be super. It's like, nah, no you ain't, not yet, bitches. And they make you wait and earn it. And then, like I said, the second he says, the, the, the Red Ranger steps up to the plate and says, it's Morphe time. It's it's fantastic. It's just it's just it's, a it's wet off. dream from there on. And I could have done without their weird orgasm faces during the morphing scene, because they are all like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, go back and watch that movie. They are pulling the weirdest sex faces. And then... I'm doing it. See, naturally, I just start punching myself in the leg when I mention <laughs> this bit. The greatest scene of this year. Because as I said going in, there is one thing above all that will prove that this movie is a true love letter to fans and will get me on board more than anything else. That is the fucking theme tune. And it doesn't appear all the way through. You're like, no, but come on, is it here? They're doing a lot of other callbacks. They've done it like my monster grow and morphing time and all these other wonderful things. And then out of nowhere. Because I think that's the best thing. If it had built up and like you'd heard it... Straight away. But if, like you you started got, hearing, if you started hearing that. I don't know if I would have liked it as much as I did when it happened. But yeah, they, they finally morph up. There was a chance to do it when they're first walking to shot as the Power Rangers. That's true. But they save it. They have the first fight. They go back into the base. They get in the Zords. And Alpha says, go, go, go Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. And I thought that would be it. But no, a split <laughs> second later, go, go, Power Rangers! And I, all three of us, because you, me and Luke were all there, yeah. we all started, like, <laughs> fucking fuck yes. it And so I genuinely funny. gave myself a dead leg. <laughs> I punched myself so hard in the leg of just absolute nerd joy that I hurt myself. It caused me physical damage at how happy I was. Go, go, Power And they're tearing across the desert like in the original... Oh, be still my aching heart. I that is the best scene of this year. Nothing is going to top that. You really think that, like, because we've got Spider-Man, Thor, Episode Eight. Nothing will top that. Guardians, because that was like a oh, oh. that's true. That was a. I need a cigarette after that because it was <laughs> perfect, absolutely perfect. It's not the original theme tune. No, it's the one from the ninety-five movie. It's the one from the ninety-five. It's the, it's the lyrics from the ninety-five movie with a new with new instruments. Yeah, it sounds really good. It does sound it good. Does, they they nailed the, elect, the the guitar solo, the greatest guitar solo in history. Um, yeah, perfect. It was pretty good. And that's when I was like, right, it's done. I, you know what? I'm going to say that. Sorry, for a can I notice them quickly as well? And the award for the breakout star of the year goes to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Oh yeah, Krispy <laughs> Kreme is the product placement here, and yeah. it's a really pivotal moment. But it's so fun. It leads to one of my favourite, possibly my favourite line in the movie, which is something like "Goldar's crushing Krispy Kreme" or something like that, or like they found Krispy Kreme. 
And you could see one it of stops shots. for a bit. All the action stops dead for about 30 seconds to watch Rita Repulsa eat a donut. But it was funny. It was funny. Like I said, it seems like they were like, lads, we've got the Krispy Kreme deal. You have to work this into the script. And then I was like, I don't give a fuck. Let's turn it into comedy. And it works as comedy. Weirdly. Oh, I love so much about this movie. I really do. And I'll put that into context in a second. But in terms of talking about that sequel. Yeah. They have left. They, they did exactly what we all expected them to do. But we all expect him to because it's the right thing to do. And they haven't spunk. Three critical things have not been done. One, Balkan Skull, who actually would have wanted in this movie somewhere. There is a generic bully, but he's never given a name. I thought he, they were setting him up, but then they didn't. Which was So we didn't get to hear the... So Balkan Skull are there for the sequel, I hope. They're just as much as a part of this as everything else, so I want them there. Um, they didn't spunk Lord Zed. They didn't. Who is a perfect villain for a, for a sequel? And I thought they would. I thought maybe I I was betting. We all had a bet on the ending uh, stinger because after yep. we heard there was one, I was like, it's Lord Zed straight away. Yeah, because you called Lord Zed. I called Lord Zed. You called Tommy oh, Oliver. I called Tommy Oliver, and I think Luke went with Vulcan School. Yeah. Um, and and I was right. You were That's right. the other thing that, that like, Tommy Oliver's coming. There is this campaign online for him to be a female, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, fine. That's fine. It's not the pair range, it's not the Green Ranger I grew up with, but as long as they're the baddest person in the room and they say Utsi Uya, everything is fine. <laughs> no, as long as they've got the dagger that's also a flute, I am fine. Oh, we have to hear. Dun, 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 dun. That's the that has to no, be. No, he has to say Utsi Uya. Or she. What's Utsi Uya? It's what? It's the noise that Tommy Oliver would say when he kicks people. <laughs> he do around and says, Utsi Uya! <laughs> it's the best noise. Um. <laughs> So yeah, they, you just see his Letterman jacket or her Letterman jacket at the end, and and that's it. And I was like, that is exactly what it needed to be because Tommy Oliver has been set up for a for a sequel tease ever since the early nineties. He's perfect for it. It's great. I hope it doesn't go the way of Godzilla ninety eight that they set a lot of things up for a sequel that never happens. That I don't see this not getting a sequel. It, as, as, surely this has done well. I, like crit, critically, the fact that it's like seven out of ten material. Well, nah, nah. I've looked at the aggregators, mm. and the critic score is actually quite low, yeah. but the audience score is ridiculously high. That's normally a good sign, then. So, and I, I know he didn't get top billing at the box office. I know the Beauty and the Beast held out. We all knew that was coming, but, Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was going to... It's one of the top ten highest grossing openings of all time, so it's fine that he didn't knock that off. As long as it has sustainability, it makes... Well, I don't know what the budget is on this. I'm going to see what the budget is on this. Two seconds, everybody, whilst I look at financial information. That's well, always fun. Whilst you're looking at that, though, I do, do think that there is definitely legs for maybe three movies, which would be good. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this was the this was Day of the Dumpster Parts 1, 2, and 3, the movie. Yeah. I think you make the second one, Green with Envy Parts 1, 2, and 3, yep. the movie. Then see, three leads you with a lot of options, because you can go towards the White Ranger and the Ninja Saga mm-hmm. and the Alien Rangers. For God's sake, don't do the Alien Rangers. Nobody wants the Alien Rangers. Yeah. But it leaves you with the opportunity to do uh, Kimberly and Tommy's relationship. It leaves you with the opportunity to do Changing of the Guard with a new Red Ranger yeah. and a new Yellow Ranger. Th- there is an opportunity to do all of that. You can end on the White on the White Ranger Saga and then go, those, those are the three Mighty Morphin movies. That's been fun. If you want to, I mean, I'd rather they didn't, but if you want to go into Zeo and then into Turbo, because there is a, a direct through line up to Power Rangers in space. Okay. If you wanted to do that, eh. But you could just go and pick up another series. You've already established that Angel Grove exists in the same world. Mm-hmm. Not the same world, but a, a ver- oh, excuse me, a version of the Power Rangers world, which also includes locations from In Space, Lightspeed Rescue, Dino Thunder. You have these avenues open. I think, I think you might be worrying a bit too much there because that's potentially upwards of six or seven movies. I, I think this, this legs, though. It, it has legs, but I don't think it has the momentum to get that many sequels unless it really does. Because just look, it had a hundred million dollar budget and has made sixty-seven million dollars in its first week. That's pretty good. So that that's worldwide total of sixty-seven is pretty pretty decent. But there's always diminishing returns. Yeah. I don't see this putting a Dark Knight Returns for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 2. Could you imagine? I'm okay with a trilogy. If it's as good as this one, I am all for a trilogy. Then do three parts, and then I don't particularly care where you go from there. Well, as somebody who's... You're only a fan of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. You're not a fan of Power Rangers, Sentai, Kamen Rider, like I am. Okay. 
as in somebody who enjoys the fact that oh, not only are we getting sorry finally mentioned Carmen Rider here we go yeah no no it's not somebody buckle up I like here come the fruit paddler. Sh- shut the fuck up <laughs> it's a case of like I like that so I like kaiju movies I yeah. like tokusatsu big you know armoured dudes in spandex fighting each other I like anime the fact that like we're getting big budget American versions of these three things and they're not sucking mm-hmm. is frankly amazing so I never thought I'd say this, but franchise the fuck out of Power Rangers right now. Do it. Plan five movies. Plan a cinematic universe. It's the one thing that's actually done it right so far. Fucking go for it. I'm okay with it. Change what you need to. Make it fit today's demographics. But for God's sake, if pa- if Transformers can get five fucking movies, not one of which has been any good so far. And the first one's all right. Okay, the first one's serviceable. Yeah. Serviceable. It's all downhill from there. It falls off a cliff. Yeah, but... I mean, two- oh God, like two was yeah, just the I biggest know. fucking two hour insult of my life. Nothing can ever be that bad. So let's waltz things are good. Fucking cash in on it. Do it. Make the plans. I will say this. I think I'll close on this because I said this as I came out of the cinema and I was worried it was a little bit of hype but I'm going to maintain this I think Logan is the best movie we've seen so far this year yeah but by a country mile Power Rangers is my favourite that's fair absolutely right. I, I I loved this so so very very much it's not a Ty Dillinger not a perfect 10. Really? After all the Ty Dillinger gifts you sent me? <laughs> that was that was just me overhyping things. Because I did describe it as... A f- How many stars would you give it? 11. Out of 5! Out of a possible 5. <laughs> That's just me being a bit... Wound up. It, it has got slight problems. But it's, it's as close. It's a 9.9. I really love it that much. It's not going to hold up under scrutiny. I don't think this is a movie I'll be revisiting in like 20 years time. Like I do with Star Wars and Jurassic Park and everything else. But for right now exactly what it needed to be perfect fair play but not perfect <laughs> but yeah plug like, away, like I said it's simultaneously the best and worst thing we've ever seen yeah I don't believe that worst thing no you know what I mean though but yeah some, I know you some mean. elements suck but it's so entertaining so you can go and find me personally on Twitter at that Mike Cohen and the site under the username FowlENT that's F-O-U-L-E-N-T on Facebook Twitter SoundCloud Minds and also on Twitter chat under the sorry also under Nayume under the name Toilet Chat. I burped mid-sentence. Darren, please take over. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Guttridge. Uh You can also go over to ProWrestling.net to catch the tail end of my uh, stuff over there. I'll be wrapping up in a couple of weeks uh, after WrestleMania. But yeah, go over and enjoy some of the content. They're still going to have a lot of good content over WrestleMania weekend um, and, and in the few weeks after that as well. So please do go check everything out over there on ProWrestling.net. And keep it tuned here for the review of Iron Fist, which will be coming Can't up very soon. Can't tune the internet, Michael. Shut up. You know what I mean. Iron Fist, it's coming uh, soon. And Ghost in the Shell, coming soon. It's good. Can we get a nigh-on near-perfect month, Darren? Because if Ghost in the Shell doesn't suck, March 2017 has been fucking phenomenal Pair so Rangers look like the weakest link on paper, and that pulled out a win. So if Ghost in the Shell can just eke us over the line, a perfect month of movies. Can you imagine? I know, that's never happened. I know, right. And, and, and surrounding media hasn't sucked as well. TV's been pretty good. Games have been fantastic. What's, Everything's great. What's going on? Go on, 2017. Everything is awesome. awesome. Bye. Everything is cool when you're part of the team. Thanks for listening. Everything, Everything is awesome. In 2017. <laughs>